Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, guys. Hi. Oh. How are you? I had something for the podcast a couple of days ago and I forgot. But now you have remembered. I have remembered. You were talking about how people listen to the pod and you were saying maybe you listen with one ear, like a DJ. Yes, I always wondered that. Like, you know, you see some people who've got mm. one um, Apple ear, are they called ear, earbuds or iPods? Well, they say you should do that when you're um, earbuds, isn't it? But they should say you should do that. AirPods. AirPods. Thank AirPods. you, <laughs> They are, uh, would depend, something get a pod in the ear. Uh, they do say that you should only wear one for safety. Mm, so you can especially be if you're aware of your surroundings. Hours. Uh, well, our lovely friend from Canada, uh, Randy, said that that is how she listens to the podcast. I like Randy. Mm. Yes, Randy, Randy. We've talked about her on the podcast before. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, then don't say it again. No, she messaged me on Instagram and said she has been called it and she likes it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, like, names that you do, like Randy Sandy. Yeah, Randy Andy. Randy Andy. Yeah. Oh, Randy Mandy. Oh. Oh, she listens on one AirPod while she works. Uh-huh. I don't know what she does, so let us know ask what you her. do for a living. Oh, I'll ask her now. What do you do for a I living? I just did, yeah. Yeah. What else Guess is this? There's Krabby Abby. Yes, she works in a office. She is admin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Personal assistant. Okay. Uh, um, Fatty Maddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that. Champion Maddie. My sister's Sharon. Not really much she gets shagger. Stuart. No, poo, um, poo poo it. Poo it. My, my um, old uh, boss at Grab and Go used to call me Spew it. Spew it. Spew it. But you would, get, you would get rhyming with Stewie rather than Stewart. Mm. Would you get that? Like mm. Pooey Stewie? Yeah. I don't really like Stewie. There's not many people that can call me Stewie. Who are the people who can call you Stewie? My mother-in-law. Because you don't have a choice? No, <laughs> some people it doesn't sound right and it sounds fine when she oh, says it. it. That's about it. Your wife? Do you like your no, wife? No, she doesn't even call me Stuart anymore. What if she was like, hey, it's Stewie? No, it's not. What does Esther call you? She says Stewie. Oh, uh, you weren't talking to me. <laughs> baby. <laughs> baby. She's calling out she baby. She really says my name. She would be... go, Matthew. No, she says Matthew. She will... yeah, when you I'm in... obviously tune out for it, which goes, Matthew, have you got the kids stuff? When I'm in trouble, like if it's like a Matthew, or if I she say. She won't say baby. If, it... we're like, if we're going somewhere and she's like, have you got all their stuff? She'll say Matthew. Do you she... not hear that? I think she actually she... says Matt more than Maddie I've too. Never, I've never heard her say my name. Baby. Mm. Get baby. You hey, baby. out. I've heard it. I heard it at Abby's place. Yeah, she says it quite a bit. Oh. Well, Door go. Matt, she calls you. Mm. <laughs> well, I only ever hear baby. I only answer to baby. Mm. I call her baby and I call her sweetie. Mm-hmm. I always do mm-hmm. when I say sweetie. Scotty! I always do that because yeah. he's always somewhere around the house or outside. Scotty! Yeah. Got, um, Bubba at our house. Dipshit, so you'll sometimes call <laughs> That's a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I've never heard it. I get a Matthew when I've said, it's usually when I've said something inappropriate. She's like, Matthew! Yeah, that's why she says it all the time. Mm. Oh, right. She thinks everything I say is inappropriate. Like my opinion. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but you've got to be wary of that, don't you, when you name your kids? What could the future nicknames be? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I always liked Lacey, but hubby was always like Racy Lacey. And then our niece is that. Mm. And is she? Uh, like, does she, she get called that? Oh, I was about to go, she's seven. Yeah, so she wouldn't get it yet. That's a, that's an older nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I always say, I can't say Jagger without saying Jagawagger. Mm-hmm. So I'll go Jagawagger. Mm. Jagger um, Jagabomb, you said Jagabomb. When I was at the tennis, um, Finnegan, I did go, oh, Finnegan, the, you know, don't give up. And someone's like, is that his real name? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> it's Finlay, but I'll say Finnegan. Yeah, no, it's Michael. We just shortened it to Finnegan. And Koa Bear or Koa yeah. Rosa gets, <laughs> Rosa, 
honestly. Uh, lots of things. Sometimes I forget that she's called um, Lorelei. Because mm. mm. we don't do it. Because you often. only ever say Rory, hey. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we think she'll switch when she's older, but. Call herself Lorelei, you reckon? Yeah. I don't reckon she will. Don't reckon? No. Mm. I reckon it's always whatever you mm. want the kids to do. You're like, oh, that's a good name. It's a cute nickname. Mm. And when they're older, they can use their official name. But That's just going on what they did on the show. So. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not really. A, like, a, Rory isn't a nickname for Lorelei, except from the show. Uh, I believe it. It is the shortening of it, though. Gilmore Girls. By the way. Gilmore, yeah, Gilmore Girls. Sorry, Gilmore Girls. Because yeah. it is weird when you think that. You go, how the hell do they get no, Rory from? There mm. was like, it was something in one episode where she did it. Yeah. Right. Mm. My mate's got a William as his son, and he'll only ever tell people his name is Bill because mm. if you call him Will or Willie, he gets really annoyed. Mm. I've got a lot of friends that have, um, like, Alexander, mm-hmm. but you don't shorten it to Alex. Oh, yeah. There's William, don't short it to Will. Uh, yeah. And yeah, then there's the other all... way where there's Charlie, and it's just Charlie. Like yeah. it's not short for Charles or anything. Or Max, and it's not short for Maxwell. Yeah, that's my yeah. Uh, nephew, is Max. Mm. Mm. People Max always... Jacaret. <sighs> Maximus? Or is he no, just a just flat Max? Flat Max. The Michael's probably the Jabiru. most adaptive Max one, isn't Jabiru. it? Mm. Interesting. Is his middle name named after the bird in Darwin? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because with Michael, you've got Mike, Mick, Mick. Mickey, Mikey, Mikey. <laughs> Michael. Yeah. And they're all very, no, never call me Mick or never call me Mike. Mm. Mm. Well, never call me late for dinner. Greg. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, today's podcast, <clears throat> busy show today. A lot going on in there. We speak to Carrie Bickmore ahead of the million dollar giveaway today. Um, netball fans, there's something in there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what your personality says, what um, position you would have played. So we'll do that. Bit of a two-door action. Ah, prank call on um, our producer Nat's uh, brother-in-law. It's all happening. Bloody hell. We kicked some goals today, guys. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a pat on the back. Took some names. We did. Right up. Here we go. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Netball, netball. If you play ball. We will get positions when you're giving us a call. Netball, netball. If you play ball, then baby, we can't be wrong. I don't know if there's another sport that really shows your personality as much as netball. By what position you played. Because I was never fortunate enough to play netball, but I was the cheerleader as my friends had a team, a social team, and it was called Passion Pop mm-hmm. in honour of our favourite drink when we were at school. Um, and look, I had to watch, and I tell you what, they they lived the character that they were. And there is a, a girl, Claire Stevens, that on Instagram, she shared the talent that she has, mm. which is she could identify what position a celebrity would play if they played netball or whether they should. Right. Carla Minogue is a centre. Do I even have to explain? She's little, the life of the party. She's centre. Nicole Kidman is a goalkeeper, not a goal defence, importantly. She is a goalkeeper. She is tall. She is long. She doesn't love to run quickly. She's a goalkeeper. Miranda Kerr gives me goal attack energy, but depending on her level of skill, she may have actually been a wing attack. Isla Fisher, I've never been more certain of anything than that she was a wing attack. Margot Robbie was a goal defence, and Ruby Rose played basketball. (laughs) (laughs) What were you when you played? I played centre when we had uh, indoor netball. That's the position you gave me as well. Yes, and I I see I don't see Kylie Minogue as a centre. No. Because I think the centre needs to be more aggressive. I don't see Kylie Minogue as aggressive. I reckon the budgie be Were you a goal shooter? 
I, I hit, switched from goal shooter to goal defense. Okay. Height, big Height. hands. Yeah. And big don't hands. like to run fast. Yeah, don't like to run. No. Also, goal defense it very much is like I got this. I'll just wait here. Yeah, wait for you to come to me. When you come to me, I'll put my arm up. Yeah, that's all I do. <laughs> Until then, I'm not doing anything else. So, if you played netball, we want to know in thirteen ten sixty. We're going to get you to answer some questions about yourself, and we're going to see if we can guess what position you played. So, you know, for example, uh, what car you drive, what you do for work, maybe, mm-hmm. what hairstyle you had when you played. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, okay. I just think like if you had if you had the pigtails, yeah. Like I just reckon that's yeah, pigtails or a pony, high ponytail. You're mm. centre. Okay, you're ready to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. The girls outside in the phone room. You, I said you, Ash would be wing. You played netball, but from your perspectives, what do you think Abby would have played? I reckon wing attack wing personally. Attack. Because you're all over everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is true. The wing attacks like, we're over here, mind our own business. Bang, I'm here! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon wing attack for sure. Mm. Open if you need. Thirteen, ten, sixty. netballers, you tell us about yourself. We'll try and guess what we think your stereotypical position would be. Janet in Alexandra Hills. Uh, Janet, what, what do you do for work? Um, I work in the resources industry. Okay, so she's resourceful. Okay. And what hairstyle do you wear when you're uh, playing netball? I have braids. Oh, the braids. Or business. Or business. Do you need another question? She wants to seem aggressive. Braids are an aggressive hairstyle. Are they? They're it's real... like, I I've got this, I don't want it yeah. to get... And they're real tight, Janet. Yes, they are. Yeah, I have are. one more question. Okay. What position do you play when you're playing? Braids. I'm getting. I was getting going a, for. I was going for a wing. I'm getting a, an attack position. Are you wing attack? Wing, wing attack. Wing attack. Ah, oh, close goal attack. Oh. Yeah. Definitely got the attack right. Yeah, we'll give ourselves <laughs> that. Yeah, we'll give it. You're an attacker. I can hear the braids. Do you still play, Janet? Uh, I haven't for a couple of years, but I'm yeah. I played for a very long time, and you're right. I'm very aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> Abby should play netball, shouldn't she? Definitely, Abby. We should start a team, the B105 team. Yeah. We're thinking about it, Janet. We're thinking about it. <laughs> Belinda in Redland Bay. Okay, what sort of car do you drive, Belinda? I drive a Mazda CX-5. Ooh. Mazda CX-5. Okay. okay. All right. What what hairstyle do you wear on the courts? Um, it's a short hair, bobby pinned back. Bobby pinned back, okay, 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 okay. And what do you do for work? I'm an accountant. Oh, an accountant. Mm. Oh, see, accountants are usually boring. Goal defence, <laughs> I'm going to say. But they need an outlet. So definitely mm-hmm. a defence. Mm-hmm. They're like, we've got this, we're sensible. <clears throat> Don't want to let the other team get their numbers up, accountants. Yep, so, what are you, so we're going defence. What are you doing? Uh, you're doing goal yeah. defence? Yeah, well, um, d- not goal defence, mm-hmm. but I do, I, I use defence, so it's goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. Oh, goalkeeper. Okay, goalkeeper. It's close enough. That's a ding. Do you want to give it to me? Ding. <laughs> you want a ding? Yeah, it's Do a we ding. get yeah. a ding, Belinda? You tell us. Uh, well, I think they're quite different positions. Yeah, yeah they, well, they don't. You can give us a note. You can give us a note. It's <laughs> a fun game. All right. All right. Sammy in Rochdale South. Sammy, well, how do you prep for a game? What do you What do you eat before a game? Well, I used to have a red ice block until I started to learn about nutrition. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, so you didn't used to eat before. All right, do you have any injuries? Um, I don't. I, I did have an injury, but I don't anymore. But I did tear two ligaments in my ankle. Right. Okay, what do, what do you do for work, uh, Sammy? 
I'm a school teacher. Mm. I'm going to go centre. Centre. I was going to go centre too. Is everyone in centre vibe? Because she's all hooped up on the red ice block. Yes, woohoo! Yeah. We're girls, we're No, good. see, for me, it was the school teacher. Uh. So the centre has to run the court around mm. and, you know, no offence, Sammy, but you like them. I pretty much be the boss. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. Sammy, are you centre? I am. Yeah. yeah. Go team. Go team. <laughs> Do you, you go. use your school teacher voice to the girls at halftime? Pardon? Do you use your school teacher voice to the team at halftime? I think I'm a little bit too blunt. Oh, yeah. 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 All yeah. right, so I'm just going to let you go some feedback, guys. Um. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm not going to give you credit, Maddie, because I know you love TikTok. I'm not going to say how amazing it is, but I do like when they share them on Instagram. <laughs> uh, when they prank their partners. Mm. This is when girls prank their husbands or maybe their significant male in their life. Um, and there are so many different hilarious ones. And one that's going the rounds at the moment is when they're pranking them, pretending to be clueless about something to do with the car. Uh-huh. So they went in and they charged them this for an item that obviously only costs a couple of dollars. Mm-hmm. So in this one, you're going to hear uh, a girl call her, I believe, her husband mm-hmm. and uh, have a listen to his reaction. My wiper fluid, they said it was $150. And I got scared because he said there was nothing left. Wiper fluid or antifreeze or what? Wiper fluid. He said I ran out of wiper fluid. <laughs> wiper fluid cost $3. <laughs> um, what? Wiper fluid cost $3. Well, they charged me 150 You call right now and get that reversed. Mm. <laughs> you can just imagine his reaction like, what? Isn't wiper fluid just water? Well, no, sometimes you can actually put a mixture right, in Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you, it, you, know, you would actually be surprised because I used to work at the car servicing and when you look at your bill, they mm. give you this full list of like stuff that they've done. So mm. it's like we put in the wiper fluid, we pumped up your tyres, mm. and sometimes they put zero next to it, but then they still charge labour at the end. Watch for your bill, guys. Okay. You've got to make I'll sure go with you next time. when you go to super cheap, if you do want to use fluid, though, you can only use certain ones for certain cars, so you've got to get the right. brand that matches your car. That's bull. For your wiper fluid? What? Yeah. Oh, Why? Are you... <laughs> he thinks well, I'm an idiot. We know you're think... an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're clueless about cars. Hun, when we're standing for an Uber, you don't know what sort of car is coming up because you ca- don't know the type of it. Red one. Yeah, red. <laughs> I'm, I'm red glad they car. put that feature on for you because mm. when they just used to do a Toyota, you were very mm. confused. I've met so many interesting people that way, though. <laughs> okay, but this one we thought, why don't we get Nat, our producer, um, who, who's in her early 20s and whether she could call her dad, but her dad wasn't available, so she called her brother-in-law Hamish. Yeah, this one, you see a lot of this one on TikTok, and it is asking um, their dads or their boyfriends why they were charged so much to put air in their tyres. <laughs> this is Nat calling her brother-in-law. Yeah, right. Sorry, it's Nat. I'm calling you from my work number. Um, just, I tried calling dad and he didn't answer. I had no, um, air in my tires and I just took it to autos down in Milton and they've charged me $525. What? And I, like, how much is that normally? Wait, what do you mean? So they've charged you for putting air in your tires? Well, they charged me for the air, but then it was like a labor cost and everything. So, Tolan, just back up. Was there like a flat Because I needed tire, to... I, no, no, no. I just needed to fill up my the air in my tyres. I didn't know it was that expensive, though. Mate, air is free. What do you mean? If you... Like if you, it's like if you go to like a service station, they've got free water and air to put in your tyres. Yeah, but so not, any, not anyone can just 
do that, right? No, anyone can. What? So they didn't replace any tyres or anything. They just filled up. No, they air. just they just filled I, up the air. Do you have a copy of the invoice? Um. Yeah, I think they've emailed it to me. Can you um send it to me? Dude, don't I'll call. You're going to get really mad. No, but dude, that is so f***ed up. Like, literally, if you drive into any service station and you need to put air in your tyre, it is free. Because it just doesn't make sense that they put air in your tyres. $500. hell, man. <laughs> you know what the best part of these calls is? The people who are receiving them think that the other person is that numb that they would actually fall for it. <laughs> I'm not that gullible. Uh, it's really frustrating. Love yeah, but not for anyone, right? Are you telling me that you can get free air and water <laughs> <laughs> at surface stations? How long has this been? <laughs> Look, what we want to do here is we want to get more of these. So if you've got like a, a husband or, or a dad or, or uh, someone who you know, if you rang them and did this to them, that they would go off, we want to try and, and prank yeah, a few, it, record it few men. Us. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Author, Jamila Rizvi. My name is Jamila Rizvi. Please welcome the fabulous Jamila Rizvi. Hello. You know, as a journalist, presenter, and also an author, Jamila Rizvi, she's also founded futurewomen.com. You can check it out. It's all for empowering women in the workplace. For those of us that don't know, can you say a little bit more about it? Oh, thank you so much for having me, guys. Future Women is a community of working women online. It's a membership organization, and we work together on things like leadership, training, events, networking. Basically, it's a 360-degree membership that kind of gives women a great big professional hug. Well, here's a question for you, because we are talking about this the other day that uh, for the Young Queensland Entrepreneur Awards mm. that they had generated over $500 million and that I think 35% of them were women and they were saying how wonderful it is, but yet not one of the the awards won were by women. And a lot of them in the group were saying, well, it, it wasn't that those people that got it weren't deserving. It was just the fact that a lot of women hadn't been as successful because they hadn't backed themselves. Maybe they didn't have as many opportunities. They were saying that they were told that they were ger geriatric if they didn't have kids before 35. What do you think are the, the barriers well, look, as a similar geriatric age, 35-year-old person, <laughs> there are well. a whole Welcome. lot of barriers to women's success in workplaces. And I think when it comes to awards like that or when it comes to the executives at the top of a company, if you look at the micro, if you look at an individual set of award winners or an individual company board, those men are going to be outstanding, right? Mm. They've made it to the top. Um, if you look at that micro level, you can't really question it because you've got a great group of people. But if you take a macro view and you realise that all companies or the vast majority of them or all award winners across a whole lot of industries are vast majority men, that's when we've got to ask some questions. Do we really think that men have the vast majority of the talent? I don't. I think they've got pretty much exactly half of it. Hmm. Yeah. Thin ice, guys. We're passengers in this conversation. No, I, actually, I actually hate that mentality. I honestly do. That mentality of it's, I don't want to get involved with it, I don't want to comment in it, because I think that it's to do with so many broad range of subjects where you actually need men to get involved and actually want to champion women as much as women need to champion women. Mm -hmm. Well said. 
Well, I would say that we do champion women. We no, both, you do, but we... you can't be like, you. but then why don't you look at it and go, oh, well, if that's the case, why aren't women winning enough awards? I would say when you have an award ceremony, whether it's gender or anything mm. or age or whatever, I think what is hard is that at the moment it is the people at the top that do win. And that was it. They, yeah. in, in that award ceremony... Um, that just happened to be the most successful men at men at the time. Yeah, but that's just what I'm saying. Like we always ha- leave it up to women to ask the questions. Where I just go, why don't we make it for for men asking the questions as well? Because you have sisters, you have wives, you have yeah. daughters. Mm. So you should want them to be as equally successful as a lot of men have been. Yeah, that's true. To, well, to that point, I do have a wife yeah. um, that is running a company at the moment. So my part of that is I ensure that I encourage her and give her everything that she needs on a home front. Yeah. So I feel like in that instance, and you might agree or disagree, Jamila, th- that is what I'm doing for change. And I'm encouraging my male friends yeah. to not be afraid to change the gender roles within their family to make that possible. Mm. I think that's a great way of contributing. Like, I, you know, I have to say the person that allows me to do my job and be who I am is my husband mm. because we've got a kid at home and we've got an impossible dog who hmm. both need support that I can't necessarily give them if I'm traveling or doing a bunch of speeches at night. He enables me to do my work and we need more blokes who are enabling the women in their lives to rise because I think for so long we've had these famous, influential, high-achieving men who say, I couldn't do it without my wife. I want a few more women saying, I couldn't do it without my husband. Mm. Mm. I mean, I would happily be a stay-at-home dad. I've got no dramas with that whatsoever. That'd be... The dream? The dream. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was always hard, though, because Scotty always did it. We never really spoke about our mm. lot at home. Mm. Um, so we, we're very 50-50, but we've never actually spoken about it. And I just mean, like, I haven't turned around and say thank you for doing the housework mm. because it wasn't my role to say thankful for. Mm. Does, no. that, does that make sense? So I guess, yeah. but it is. it was always hard for him. You know, there was no um, parent groups or whatever, or when he tried to apply yeah. for um, parental leave, and people might not realise this, you can't get it as a male. You need your partner to get it mm. as the the birthing um, partner to then transfer it to them. Well, we're sending signals, right? All of those kinds of systems, including the way government leave set up, is sending this really clear signal who this leave is for and what our expectations are of how people arrange their families. When really, we shouldn't have any expectations. We should just leave it to families to figure out what works for them. So futurewomen.com is your website. You're giving away... Um, 140 free memberships as well to this? Yeah, that's right. We have been supported by the Australian government, thanks government, uh, (laughs) to support a whole bunch of women who are currently unemployed, underemployed, so they're working less hours than they might like to, or who have been out of the workforce around kids or looking after other family members, whatever reason, for a period of time, but want to get back to work. A free year-long membership, it's valued at over $5,000, Plus, they get special jobs connection opportunities where they get connected with real-life jobs, uh, wonderful jobs. We're working with some incredible employers. Sounds like LinkedIn, but just actually helpful. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the idea. That's actually helpful bit is the emphasis. If this is something that you need, maybe you're really lost in your career, we've actually got three of these uh, Future Women Gold memberships up for grabs. So if you would like one, 131060, call right now. Very nice. All right, uh, Jamila, thank you so much for your time this morning. Great to talk to you. Thank you. I hope we get a whole bunch of women up there applying. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
Oh, there's such a there's a vibe about today, isn't Good there? Good vibe. There's a rich vibe. Um, one million dollars gets given away with Carrie and Tommy this afternoon. Uh, we didn't want to do it, so we thought let's put all the power in Carrie Bickmore's <laughs> hands, and she joins us this morning. <laughs> I know I am feeling very stressed out. I thought it all sounded fun until I realised there's going to be a whole lot of unhappy people that are going to want blood. You know? <laughs> and now I'm starting to stress. <laughs> one happy person though. That's the thing. Though. One very happy person. We, we've played Alpha Bucks for, for years here, and I know that you guys have now started playing the game. But we always say, so Stav and I read out the questions, mm. and you just, once there was a million dollars on the line, we started to go, oh. oh, my God, I can't read them out. I know. Well, I've been reading all, like, the, the rules and the terms and conditions because I'm stressing out. Like, surely we're going to play until it goes off. So we could be playing for three or four hours. We're mm. going to stumble at some point. So I was like, so then what happens? So they restart the game. So I've been reading up all of the, I mean, I'm the only one. Tommy has done no reading of the rules. <laughs> He's just read the, the one bit rule that says no drinking during the competition. <laughs> oh, is that, hang on, is that for is that you guys or, or is that for the contestants? I think that's for everybody, Everyone. you know, <laughs> but specifically I feel for Tommy. <laughs> oh my God, because that makes sense. Do you guys need you that can... around school pickup time? Like, <laughs> is that a rule you need? <laughs> but... Well, you know, you never know. I think a stressful day, you know, mm. some people think, oh, have a little champers. No champers till after, till we're celebrating and we've given a Way guaranteed one million, and that's the thing. This is not like a maybe. Someone could be in the running. Mm. Someone will win a million dollars this afternoon. So. Some sober person. Yeah. Some so- <laughs> <laughs> sober person. I mean, what is amazing about this prize is you know, like ten thousand dollars is a large amount of money. Like it's Absolutely. it's great money, but a million dollars is actually something that you know will change your life. Like, your, oh, your life will never be the life-changing. same. life-changing. Absolutely. And you guys would have met some of the people that are going to be playing today. We've mm-hmm. met some of them over the last few weeks. You know, a single mum that lost everything in the floods. This this will buy her a home for her and her daughter. You know, mm-hmm. we let, met the most amazing man who um, had acquired a brain injury a few years back, and he's been using Alpha Bucks to retrain his brain, you know, wow. which is extraordinary. So everyone's journey is different, but... Everybody needs that money to change their life in some way. So it'll be, yeah, it's a shame we can't give every single one of them. Yeah. I'm glad glad we don't have that one person who's, oh, I'm already a millionaire. I just like... It's just for fun for me. Yes, mm. a little bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those people that win lotto and they still buy a ticket and they win. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, any tips from you guys? You do play it regularly. What do you think I need to know? Uh, breathe. Um, maybe you ask the questions more than Tommy. I mean, we love him to bits, but <laughs> I have heard him sometimes give out the wrong letter and you've had to start again. That was a yeah. highlight for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be a disaster on Million Dollar Day, wouldn't it? Sorry, your letter's A. No, actually, sorry. Yeah. Uh, for me, the big one. And I still stuff this one up. Is learn the difference between dessert and desert. <laughs> you do that so often. Yes. yes. Yep. Good. Great. <laughs> Check. <laughs> yep. And do not um, jump the gun and say which ones you think were right or wrong. Put all the blame on the adjudicator. Mm. Adjudicators. So, yeah. Great. When, when great. it's no, wrong, I don't want to be responsible at all for, yeah. for any of it. And so. do this one, Carrie. Oh, if it was up to me, I would have given it to you. Yes. Like, great. If it's me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, we thought we'd test you this morning, Carrie. Oh, God, I'm so bad at this game. I have the worst, like, recall. I've got too much in my head. <clears throat> How do you I know, know that's I the know test? everyone's playing with you this morning, but we just <clears throat> thought we'd try. What's your favourite letter um, to play with? I like B. Okay, you've got E for extraordinary, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so we're going to get you right. to play a game. Imagine this, mm. Carrie okay. Bickmore playing for $1 million. We're going to give you all the imaging and everything, okay? I have to okay? say, someone has won 10 out of 10 on this, these questions, okay? Right. Okay. No all right, pressure. here we go. Yep. Here, let's restart everything. Here we go. Never been done before. One million dollars on the line here at B105. Um, this person um, has gone and registered on the listener app. They're a big fan of Alpha Bucks mm-hmm. and B105. Who is joining us this morning? Uh, we've got the lovely Carrie. Carrie, you win a million dollars. What's the first thing you do with it? Uh, what am I doing? Um, massive party and then paying off the mortgages of my family, I think. Anyone ever told in you Australia, a million dollars is probably not paying multiple mortgages. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> Anyone ever told you you sound like Carrie Bickmore? <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know how this works. There's going to be 30 yeah. seconds on the clock. Uh, you've got to answer all 10 questions with okay. the um, letter you're given. Uh, and if you get all 10 questions, you'll win your way to a million dollar day, Carrie. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. E for extraordinary, your favourite letter. Here we go. Okay. Name an animal. Elephant. A school subject. English. A part of a motorcycle. Engine. A bathroom item. Uh, exfoliator. A comedian. Eddie Murphy. A Disney character. Um, um, uh, 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 pass. A clothing brand. Um, Everest. An Olympic sport. Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 a team game, Bob. You are very good, okay? Yeah. You are very you know, good. The thing is, once you pass, it's mm. almost all over after yeah. that. Yeah. That's the only thing you can think about after that is that one. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Elsa from Frozen, Elsa Disney from Frozen. character? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You did well with the comedian, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, good luck this afternoon. Thanks so much, guys. Um, what an honour it's going to be for you for you guys to do that, and it's going to be a great day here on B105. So we will all be listening. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The Batuta Advocate, which claims to be Australia's oldest newspaper. You're listening to the Daily Batuta News Wrap, live on Desert Rock FM. <laughs> we do love the Batuta Advocate, and uh, I think uh, in the current climate, more and more uh, we've seen people posting um, articles of them and thinking they're actually real. Yeah, a lot of Americans have been sharing them as well, right. going, see what's happening in Australia, and people are like, Guys, it's not real. Satire. <laughs> Americans and boomers. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. and Joe Rogan. Um, yes. But they've uh, released a book, uh, the Batita, Batuta Advocate book. It's a book of Batita-isms. So uh, lots of sayings and phrases that they have coined and made up yeah. over the course of their illustrious career as Australia's longest uh, newspaper. Because they say that they're based in Ipswich, <laughs> don't they? It's meant to be a, like an Ipswich newspaper mm. is what they is their whole back. It's got no address, though, has it, when you go there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And apparently there was two two guys who used to work here actually started it. Oh, right. They used to work on our street team oh, back in the really? day. Really? Yeah, well, that's the, that's the legend that's going we around the B105 offices. They too busy for us. Yeah. My, how they've changed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've got a few here, uh, and they're all sort of um, Queensland-based or Brisbane-based as well. There's a couple others, but I'm going to throw some at you. This one's a nickname for a person. Start off pretty easy. See if you can guess who this is. The Kabulcha Crooner. Hmm? Uh, is, that like, is that like an Eshe? No, it's a Sorry? nickname Crooner? for someone. 
as in an oh, actual um, person. Oh, uh, Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Oh, yeah, he's the okay, kabucha yes. crooner. Yes, right, right, and, uh, right. Nicole is Keith Sarrow because she keeps him on the straight and narrow. Oh, got it. Yep. Okay, <laughs> we're doing sliding. This one, now, are we? this one is a drink. See if you can guess what is in forex. No, that's too easy. Sorry. Old Milton Mango. Oh, see, you never do that on the game show. You've j- jumped early and lost your money now. <laughs> I love it when they do that. When they, the like you go, I want to win, mate. I want to win. I know. So do it again. It's a drink. You go 4X. I love it when this happens. It's a drink. 4X. With 4X in it. And <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Morton Bay Porridge. Uh, Morton... It's if, if it's a drink, mm. it'd be... Oh, see, I'm, all I can think of is Morton Bay Bugs. That's all I ever think about when I think about Morton, Morton Bay. Bay mm-hmm. Morton Bay Porridge? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Nothing warms the heart in the morning like, like a glass of Morton Bay Porridge and a dart when I'm out on the rum? river. Is it a rum? It has rum in it. It's a cocktail of Bundaberg rum and dairy milk. Oh. <laughs> I have never tried that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, next up we have Maff's Mouth. I'll use it in a sentence. See that selfie shiny from school? Looks like she went to Bali and came back with a maths mouth. Oh, she's got uh, injectables, big, big uh, injectable lips. Yeah, well there done. we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what did you get a little ding? I gave you a ding before. <laughs> did you? Are you even listening to what's happening today? I just want to win so badly. I dinged you when you got your first one right. I didn't bump bow you when you got the second one wrong. Um, you guys, you guys, right? Uh, I didn't want this game to be the thing that broke I love us up. Games. <laughs> another drink, another drink. A Caxton Street car bomb. Needed to fire up before the big game, so I knocked back two Caxton Street car bombs at the Pavo Tab. I don't think that's a four. Is that a four X? No. It's got four X in it. Oh, 4X with a shot of Bundy Run? Oh, oh ding the self! Ding, well done. That was good. <laughs> Milton Mango's in there, of course. Uh, who would you think, this one's for you, Maddie, who would you think is the king of the north? Oh, there's no dispute. Mm-hmm. It's Jonathan Thurston. 100%. Mm. Yeah, there we go. The great man. Last one. This one's an interesting reference. I'll use, it, I'll use it in a sentence. My uncle had his birthday down at the Sizzler. I'll tell you, everyone was fatter than a Broncos home crowd. <laughs> there you go. That's not very nice. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We feared the worst, but are celebrating the very best outcome in the search for Cleo Smith. A beaming Cleo Smith found when all hope seemed lost. Yesterday, there were so many happy tears with Cleo Smith being found after 18 days going missing. She was taken from her tent when she was camping with her family. Such an emotional day. And to give us an update, Tim McMillan, a Channel 7 reporter who's on the scene at Carnarvon. Can you give us an update? Well, what I can tell you about the suspect uh, in the last uh, 12 or so hours is that uh, he has been moved from the Carnarvon. Uh, hospital where he was being treated, we understand, for self-inflicted injuries. He's back at the Carnarvon Police Station. Uh, hasn't actually been charged as yet, but that is likely to change in the coming hours. I'm not sure that we're going to get a great deal of clarity on some of those outstanding questions uh, that people now want answered. You know, was he the person who took her from the campsite? Why did he do it? Well, I believe the town's only uh, as big as 5,000. 5, so a lot people. of the police are yeah, saying, hey, you know, that. Yeah, yeah, the community needs to come together. This is one man, not a community. But only yep. seven minutes from where the, the family actually live. But they weren't known to yeah. each other, were they? 
no, not that we're led to believe. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it, it, look, it's just a it's such a bizarre situation, isn't it? I mean, um, you know, we we all came up to. to Carnarvon and to the blowholes, the campsite that you, that you mentioned that's a little way north of, of Carnarvon when this initially um, came to light, um, you know, almost three weeks ago. It was mm. such a big land, air and sea search. It was, uh, oh, where's she gone? She's wandered off. And then it quickly became seemingly more sinister, you know, and the search zone went from the blowholes to taking Carnarvon and then out to a range of a thousand kilometres and then it was statewide and then it was nationwide and people started to have to entertain all sorts of possibilities and theories. So to find out uh, in the early hours of yesterday morning that she was found, you know, a two-minute drive, barely that from the police station where I'm standing here, a seven-minute drive from her family home, you know, where mum and dad uh, had raised her. It's just extraordinary. Well, it was a lot uh, to do with the community to actually find her as well. Lots of calls to Crime Stoppers and stuff. People noticing this man acting weird and things, small things that that stand out, I guess, in a small town like his dog was out the back when it was normally out the front and all that kind of thing. So the community really played a big part in finding Cleo. Yeah, and certainly that's uh, the impression we get, although the police uh, were pretty tight-lipped yesterday when we we wanted to know, you know, what was the crucial piece of information that made you think, yes, we've got the guy, we've got the lead that we need. So you can only uh, piece it together yourself and assume that it was all those little bits of information uh, that they were able to glean from the public um, that might have just pointed them in that right direction. Um, You know, buying nappies for someone who supposedly doesn't have a child, that's fairly um, unusual behaviour. So, yeah, you can only assume that all of those little bits uh, added together formed a, a picture. Certainly the million-dollar reward is, uh, is unlikely to be given away, uh, as we understand. Uh, but those little pieces of information uh, have been crucial. They took uh, well over a 1,000 calls from members uh, of the public. Uh, there's still a long way to go, and I think uh, police at the moment, yeah, in, in urging the community to stay together, they're also uh, uh, just to be patient because uh, they don't have to go through that methodical process of, of mounting a a compelling court case. I think it's important too as well, you know, police get uh, a lot of media coverage and a lot of talk whenever they've done something wrong, you know, whenever they make a mistake. And I I, I really think we should be so proud of our police force and what they've done in 18 days and the amount of information they've sifted through. They're unbelievable men and women who have put this together and have saved this little girl's life. Yeah, absolutely. And Honestly, it was one of those rare moments. Uh, you, you don't often get called to press conferences where you've got you know members of the, the homicide squad who are some pretty hardened cops mm. um, stand there and, and they're on the brink of tears. Um, yeah. one, of the, one of the guys who was uh, one of the four officers who had to really forcibly move into that house uh, in the early hours of yesterday, he had the job of, uh, of, of carrying Cleo in his arms to the hospital. Mm. He was, if you imagine this, he's going into the hospital, he's got Cleo in his arms, they turn up at the counter, you know, it's the middle of the night. Um, the staff in there sort of, you know, look up from the desk and think, oh, what's going on? He says, uh, we've got someone here who needs some, needs a check over. Um, do you know who this is? And the staff sort of shook their heads. Nope. And he said, with Cleo in the arms, he sort of pointed to the missing poster, which was up in the window of the hospital there. And the staff glanced over at that poster to see Cleo's smiling face on the poster, mm. glanced back at this little girl in the officer's arms. 
they burst into tears, and then this officer, you know, remember the homicide squad, he yeah. said, oh, that was me done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, got to him, he said, oh, this is, this is incredible. Looking at the photo of Cleo in hospital with her ice, ice block, block, oh, <laughs> you just, you know, to see her smiling and what her family endured, do you know an update on her, how she's going? Because... Look, the latest we have is that she's doing remarkably well. She really wasn't in hospital for that long, having her checkup, um, just long enough for doctors to be comfortable that she was in, in pretty good physical health, which is just, again, such an incredible outcome. Well, yeah. hey, Tim... Full of beans, though. An energiser, buddy, they describe yeah, her. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Tim, yeah, mate, appreciate your time this morning. We can see all your updates. All. Um, Channel 7, um, you are there from Carnarvon in WA. Uh, it's a great... Great end to what was a horrific story. We appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You guys uh, notice anything different about me this week? <sighs> you shaved your moustache? I did shave my moustache, yes. That's uh, not it, though. Uh, you, glasses. You've lost weight. No. You tummy is on, rumbling. Put on weight. I'm, uh, I think I'm a bit more macho, right? A bit more manly. I know you guys, you guys are always questioning my masculinity. I was going to say, is it possible for you to get any more manly? Don't patronise me, mate. No, it's, it's going to be... It's, you're going to become toxic masculinity, sure. <laughs> Did you buy a tool? Did you learn how to use a drill? <laughs> because something happened on the way on the to... Oh, no, I'm still guessing. <laughs> something yeah. happened on the way to work the other day. Um, I was driving to work, and it is uh, dark when we come into work, and um, a cat ran out in front of me. And I had to... I was um, driving, I didn't want to hit... I tried to swerve to hit the cat. Um, to miss the cat? To miss the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, call a lawyer, girls. You guys, can you call a lawyer? Did you get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten now. I'm up to ten. I um, <laughs> got to get them all. Uh, uh, no, I swerved. You said that you swerved because you were concerned it was your cat. I was concerned it was my cat because my cat's moved um, four or five houses down to live with a, a couple of lesbians. Um, oh, the irony! Yeah, your cat I know. moved out. The one of them, yes. Shadosh, we still have Spectre. Um, and so I swerved and I, I, I clipped the curb. And I was like, oh, well, at least the cat's alive. Missed the cat, but I, I clipped the curb. And then um, didn't think anything else of it. And then when I went to drive home uh, after work, I started the car and I started to pull out of my car park and it was. That's a very good sound effect. Was it? <laughs> Should go on Police Academy. <laughs> and um, I'd got a flat tire. And then something happened. That was equal parts annoying and exhilarating because I, on my own, changed a tyre. And there's nothing more satisfying for a man than just doing that, whacking the jack under the car, finding a little sweet spot, spinning the thing up, getting those nuts off. You feel like you're in a pit crew when you take that wheel off and then grab the other one. A lot slower of a pit crew, but you feel like you're in a pit crew. And you whack the other one on, make sure those nuts are tight. Was it disappointing? Did no one see you do it? I, well, because you guys were up here. I'm like, are they going to come down? But you didn't. <laughs> Did you <laughs> take the top off? He was waiting. <laughs> were you waiting for us? He probably sat there for 20 minutes with the waiting for the nuts to tighten the last oh, nut. Oh, guys, what, oh, did, oh, I didn't oh, expect right. to. Ah, oh, didn't expect to. Didn't expect to see you there. But have you ever done it, Manny? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, sorry, I have. What? Yeah. Have you ever done it, Manny? <laughs> Because I don't know about you, Matt. <laughs> no, you haven't. You're a woman. Don't be stupid. Okay, sorry. A man sorry. would have pulled over and yeah. saved you. No, you're right. And I'd say, that's all right, babe. Stand back. I've got it. I, didn't, I don't know about you and what you were like in this position, but I was fine, confident in my abilities. But then driving, you've still got like a, 
weird. Oh, yeah. Is it an emergency one or did you... It's a... It's a temporary tie, so Tempor- I'm going to yeah. yeah, yeah. get it fixed, fixed up. Oh, yeah. yeah. When, you, when I do anything for myself, I think there's a good chance that's going to fall apart, mm. you know? Mm. Mm. What about you, Abs? In that one time you changed the tie? No, I feel pretty confident with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we had to do it for a rally team when we were doing our rally racing Like literally in like a, in the pit crew? Uh, well, it was uh, for, is it Tiger Tasmania where you did it? So I was a navigator and then, mm. um, yeah, you had to change the tyres as mm. well to see how you do it. And you're like, I know this is a fake one. It's actually fine. Can we just leave it on? I'm like, no, no, it's part of the exercise. Mm. How do you think people would react if the three of us were driving together mm. and we needed a tyre change and you changed it? Me and Stav were just standing back with our arms folded like, she's got this. I think they go, yep, that's the dynamic of the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, every time they judge us, we'd be like, equal opportunity. They did do a she bit wants a, to do it. <laughs> she wants to do it, yeah. They did a bit of a study of um, who would have uh, someone pull over mm. the quickest. So it was like a hot girl um, and it was a guy mm. or a pregnant lady. And who do you reckon got the most people pulling over? The hot girl. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I would pull over for anyone. Give him a hand. You'd pull over for a guy? Actually, if he was in the middle of it himself, depends what the guy looked like. If you, look <laughs> you I'd yeah. pull over and be like, you need a hand, mate? <laughs> well, I wouldn't. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. We're doing a bit of a furniture rearrangement in our household. Love that. Mm. Anyway, but I had to go and buy <laughs> some more furniture. And there was a... Why, I thought you were rearranging it. That's not how furniture arranging works. We have to pack up some furniture that I'm not happy packing up with and buy a bigger bed. Yeah, so we're moving rooms with my kids. Don't get into it. I'll cry. Don't want to talk about it. Anyway, so the thing is I had to go and buy some more furniture and I thought, you know what, 59 delivery, no way. I'll pick it up. (sighs) What? You're not gonna. I'm gonna pay the fifteen. So I went to go and pick it up, right? <clears throat> and then they sent me a text <clears throat> saying, "Notify which day is suitable, and then we will give you a two-hour window to come pick it up." So <laughs> how click and collect works. No. I just want to go there whenever I like, sort of suit. <clears throat> and the time that they've given me is from seven. Oh, you gotta go. See ya. Well, I've already <laughs> I was like, that's not that's not easy going, is it? The other one that's annoying is when they say, "Yeah, you can collect it for free." And you're like, sweet, no worries. And you find out it's at their warehouse, which is an mm. hour and a half drive away. Mm. Mm. But what's the point? If you go there, it's not going to not be there. I just Do you reckon they'll turn me away? Oh, That's yeah. a good point. You know, it's there. It's not like, unless they, oh, we gave it to someone else. Risket, get it. Risket, risket for that biscuit. Yeah, I could. Mm. All right. Mm. All right, Stav said I could. Yeah, tell them Stav sent you. And you know what's going to be more embarrassing? They're going to bring it out and go, it's not going to fit in your car. Mm. <laughs> thanks. No, thanks. Wednesday is Slurpee Day for mm. our family. It's a little thing I do with our kids mm-hmm. every Wednesday because it's the point of the week where Eden's getting ratty. It's not keen to go to daycare. So Esther always says, remember, today is Slurpee Day. And that's important because when I asked your kids how you were as a parent, their most important things to them are Bakery Day, McDonald's Day mm-hmm. and Slurpee Day. So you've that's really right. made it special. That's right. Dad, they got their little treats that they do with Daddy. Mm-hmm. And so I picked them up, and it's such a... Let me tell you, Slurpees are great because they're 80 cents. Mm. So it's very much like, I tell you what, if you be good, I'll buy you a Slurpee. Mm. 80 cents. <coughs> but every time you go, I feel like the one flavour I want, it's doing the defrost cycle. 
and it's all liquid. And you're like, how long is this going to take? Like a couple of hours. I bet you don't get the cola. What do you get? Do you get the, the pink one? Yes, pink. <laughs> of course. <laughs> There's a new great one out at the moment, which I'm loving. But the one I want mm. is always on defrost. That's annoying. Thanks. <laughs> but no thanks. I ordered um, contact lenses a while ago, hoping that they would arrive in time for me to use them for my costume on Halloween as Ted Lasso, Mm -hmm. for he does not wear glasses. Um, They didn't arrive before Halloween, so I had one pair left that I had to wear for the entire weekend. That got sticky. They're only dailies. They're only supposed to wear them for a day. But then yesterday, I'd almost forgotten that I'd ordered the the contacts, so I needed them for that, so when I didn't have them for that, it kind of went out of my head. Sitting out on my back deck, knock on my door, and I was out on the back deck, so I didn't hear it. But by the time I'd walked to the front door, because I think it was a signy one, he'd given up on that, and he'd gone to my side door, because I was standing at the front door, no one was there, I heard a knock on my side door. I you do like, have oh, a lot of doors, don't you? I have a lot of doors do in my house. A lot, house. Of, <laughs> a lot of doors, There's a lot of Alice entryways. Alice in Wonderland, it's, isn't it? It's, it's very um, Peng Shui, it's in, entering, entering yes. into our or house. Or exiting, whichever way you yeah, want Yeah, get out, it. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then so I walked around to the other side door, and when I opened that one, He'd also given up on that, and he was gone, and it was a sign. Oh, no, they do that on purpose. They do it quickly. That's not sprint knock. Yeah, I know sometimes it's just one of those fake hands that's doing the side knock while they're running back to the car, yeah. Did he really have to leave a burning paper bag on the doorstep? (laughs) 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 Thanks for that, thanks. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.